Have you ever gambled on anything? Maybe a lottery ticket or an office March Madness pool? Well, what about a four-figure pick six with two singles? A race to 10 ahead in one pocket with 50,000 on the light? No? Well, friends, you ain't never gambled. This is a show documenting the underground lives and careers of six professional gamblers. From the Ringer Podcast Network, my name is David Hill, and this is Gamblers. Follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Every Wednesday night right after the challenge ends on MTV, my old friend Dave Jacoby and I are doing 20 to 25 minute recaps. What's our time limit today, Jacoby? 20 or 25? 25. All right, because great. you know we could go for an hour and 25, but I like to pack it in. 25 minutes. Start, start the clock, Craig. It's a filet mignon recap of the challenge episode two. So let's start here. Fessy is like CT 2.0 in a lot of ways, right? Here's the here's the crucial day. Everyone's afraid of him. Nobody wants to, to cross CT. him. Well, he, I'm gonna I'm gonna get okay. to that. Okay. The physical threat. So intimidating, controlling the game just because people are afraid to cross him. And yet, here's the crucial difference. And here's why he's not CT 2.0. CT would have gone into the challenge last night to the to the final thing. He would have saw it was physical. He would have been like, I'm going in. I, I'll just take out whoever. I'll get my skull. Fessy, and he did this last season too, is actually kind of secretly a wimp. And I was psyched that Kyle called him out at the end because he's a wimp. That was Absolutely insane. Not only that, he said, if if I see a pole in the ground, then I'll send myself in. You see a ring in the middle of the ground, nothing else. No puzzles, no obstacles. There's nothing else there. Not only that is, we've seen this challenge before. It is nothing else that it could possibly be. He's not going to be like, whoever can hula hoop the longest wins. That's that's not what TJ's final is going to be. It's not TJ's elimination. It's going to be a wrestling match that involves a ring. You need to put yourself in when you're going against Pilates Joseph. You need to. Yeah. The second I saw the ring there, the, the second I saw the ring, that was the first thing that went to my head is, Bessie, put yourself in. If I see the empty turf, well, it seems like it didn't register to him what the ring was. But if I see just a lot of space and I see Pilates Joseph... Any scenario other than the contest is you have to chase Pilates Joseph, and if you don't catch him in two minutes, you lose. He's winning any other physical scenario. Anything else. Anything else. Anything else in the world. And I, I think when I saw this, I went to I had the exact same. I'm glad we're starting here because this was the biggest takeaway from the, from the episode. What I said to myself is, you have to remember, you remember when you interviewed, quick, quick recall from Grayland, you interviewed that old, old Celtics coach that was like a little before my time? Bill Fitch. 
Yes. And he was like, he's like, they just, players just want minutes. They just want minutes. And then these players just want screen time. And I think that he's doing the calculation. Like, look, this is episode two. If I go in there for some reason, I'm out. Like that could hurt my career. Like mm. I won't have an impact on this entire season. I think he's confident enough in himself that he can pick one up down the road. He's also coming off of being the double agents two weeks in a row. So I think that he was just, he's just scared. And he was scared of the possibility that he can lose. But I tell you right now, whenever he ends up going in, he's going to have less chance than he would have against Pilates Joseph in the ring, in the ring fight. Well, and this is why he's not CT 2.0. Yes. CT was never scared at any point. He was always willing to go in. He was delighted to go in. He always felt like he was going to win. What, what's the timeout for? CT was never scared at any point until this season. Well, cause he's old now. He's, yeah. he's, yeah. 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 he's, yeah. he's in his late mid to late thirties yeah. now. He's Vince Cartering the challenge right now. And I'm for it. But I still think he's not scared to necessarily go in as much as he's scared that he doesn't control the game the same way because Fessy's kind of taken his corner as the guy to be afraid of. And my thing is like Fessy hasn't earned it. And when we actually saw him have to deliver in the final episode last season, he fell apart. Like he he couldn't do the endurance thing at all. So there's specific things mm. he's going to be good at. Like if they're going to do that football challenge where the two guys run into each other full speed, yeah, the Oklahoma drill. Yeah, love the Oklahoma he's drill. He's winning that. He would have won the one last night with the ring. There's certain things he's going to dominate at, but I don't think he's close to being CT. I wish we had like the whole sports infrastructure like we have for basketball and football, where Max Kellerman and Steve Nay like could have led first take, kind of the way we're doing now. Like yes. Fessy. You're the most overrated challenge guy we've ever had and done that whole thing because I don't know. I, I think he's gotten a free ride. He's definitely gotten a free ride. And, and like, I have a question for you because I didn't fully understand this and, and I've, I've analyzed this show for like a decade. Why did they let Anissa and Fessy win that weird thing that the producers seemed like they didn't game it right with the kills? Yeah. Like it, the, the challenge, I just don't think like the, the game theory wasn't there in the structure of it. My question for you is why did like half the cast just decide, you know what, we're going to let Anissa and Fessy once again be the double agent? Because I think they have the political juice. They, they have the most tentacles to other players and people feel like they need them politically, which we've seen Copy. in the season. To, to me, it's just weird though, because I think the underlying thing of this whole thing is now that everybody knows you can switch agents, they're afraid of Fessy when he picks a new partner. They're not afraid of of Fessy and Annette and Anissa in a final because no. she's horribly out of shape. Like she just is. She's not gonna if it's any sort of endurance thing, they're not winning. But they're afraid of Fessy somehow teaming up with Natalie. Um, and it, by the way, we should get to that because that was another storyline. So Natalie, we we find out what the what the whole rule is with the double agents. Natalie's allowed Natalie's allowed to switch, get off of Wes. Go to somebody else. She stays with Wes. She does like the weird loyal thing. I thought she should have grabbed Fessy right away because I, I feel like they would have been really potent. Fessy or CT are the choices, but you're more pro West than I think I I'm am. I'm pro West. I'm pro West. And uh, West does have it, not necessarily the political sway, but he has the political understanding. Like he's got, he's got more of an idea of the chessboard moves three ahead, four ahead. Um, than most people, I'd say every single person in the house. And I would also say that he doesn't have the friendships and relationships and like the votes. Like you're afraid, like you mentioned, you're afraid of Anissa and Fessy going back to the house and then going around the house and saying, vote for Bill. Like that's why, that's why you don't put a kill into his slot. I don't think Wes has that kind of sway, but he has the understandings of like, 
all right, if we let Anissa win, then she'll go back to the house and Fessy will be scared and this is what will happen. And Natalie, after remember, is just brand new to this whole thing. So I think that having veteran Wes's mind is very helpful to her. And I also think that establishing herself and her character as loyal, as someone who's not going to jump ship early, it helps her sort of like stay longer in her reputation. The case against keeping Wes, though, is that he's clearly a target and he's cl- clearly polarizing in the house. And you could just get off that. And you jump to Fessy or you jump to Leroy or whoever, and now you don't have to worry about maybe I'm getting sent in. They go into the second episode. It seems like they're getting sent in, but there's this great wrinkle where whoever is the, uh, what's the, what, did, what did they call it for Fessy? Double agents. The double agents get to see who voted for whom. And so Kyle, who Kyle. has been the MVP of the season so I far, he, he tries to pull like a lying sort of whatever and uh, and they catch him because they know who he voted for. So they double cross him. They throw him in. And Kyle's like a sneaky competitor. He's yes. I, I would compare him to what NBA player who just randomly can put up 37 in a playoff game. And you're like, oh, that guy, he's really good when it's, he wants to be. I, I would say John Morant because he's like not that big, extremely competitive and like explosive. John Morant, if John Morant was also like kind of a dumbass. Yeah, I don't. I mean, personality-wise, I would not compare him because because Nani was like tr- trying to get off Kyle way qu- more quickly than I expected. Pretty early, yeah. But one of my favorite things early on was um, they were like the girls were talking, and they had like three girls that are close to each other, and they're like, "Nani, why did you pick Kyle?" And she's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "No, no, no I do know. Your vagina picked Kyle. Like you, it's like it's like just, your vagina has so much sway over your decisions that it hasn't even communicated with your brain about why you picked Kyle. But I know why you picked Kyle because I've watched this show for decades. Well, it wasn't really on from a from a charm standpoint. No, I don't. I don't really. I I thought they we well, we, we predicted last week. We thought we would have at least. The five minute flirting at cocktails thing never happened. Nani was oh, looking for the though. next partner. We got it though. Remember when she sidled up to um, Josh at the cocktail well, thing? Well, she saw she she sidled up to Fessy. Fessy, yeah, I get Josh and Fessy confused a lot. They look too much alike. They need to like get a face tattoo or something. Well, Josh is our least favorite person in the challenge, so try not to Yours. confuse them. Yours uh, or mine? Well, he's definitely mine. Yeah, Nani did the old uh, eyelash bat. Loved and Fessy it. tried to, and then Fessy's doing the, you know, he loves being in the power seat with all these different females, but meanwhile, didn't have the courage to go in against Pilatus Joseph. So I, I don't know what to think. Uh, the other awesome storyline. Um, oh, we forgot to mention the double agents thing. So then we find out the other wrinkle, which is like CT is a rogue agent. He has rogue no partner, agent. but, but yes. then near the end of the episode, he's going to have a partner. I'm like, all right, cool. It sounds like you made that up on the fly to keep seeing rogue, rogue agent is like, how many they suspend you from school in high school? You're like, yeah. oh no, no, you really did something bad. You're in big trouble. Not detention. You're getting suspended. It's like, oh cool. My mom goes to work all day. I'll just be here smoking weed. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, video games. Yeah, yeah, it's like rogue agent sounds bad, but it's like you sit out the challenge. So you don't have to swim in the cold water and you basically get to pick who your partner is. That sounds like a, an upgrade to me. Than being a regular I'm, agent. I'm like 50% convinced that the male partner was going to be sent home if the female partner lost. And then when they saw it was CT, they they like quickly huddled as it was going like, hey, what if we come up with like a rogue agent? We can keep them and keep them in for an episode yeah, and then yeah, we get to keep yeah. CT. And they're like, good, good, good idea. Yeah, good Let's idea. Do that. Yeah, it's like, that's not a punishment at all for losing or quote unquote, your partner losing an elimination. How do they even keep track of I mean, they could change the rules on the fly whenever they want. Do they have to say before the season? Do they have to no. file it to a game There's show no czar? Yeah. yeah. There's no competition committee. No. They're totally making everything up. And they also, I'm, I fully believe that they find out who's going into the finals or who likely will go into the finals, and then they game the elimination. I should say elimination. 
because it's TJ's finals. I apologize, TJ, to your finals. Yeah, your final, they, TJ. Yeah, they gain the elimination for the outcome that they want. Uh, the third big storyline, and we called this last week. I was really proud of our episode last week. I thought we targeted a lot of storylines, mm. being the the veterans of the show that we are. Yeah. Lolo, Lolo. immediately head over heels over Nam. Uh, I loved but it. Fr- but frustrated that Nam wasn't really kind of hitting on her in the way that she expected or wanted, not totally realizing Nam is a corpse. He's just yeah. this muscle corpse. Yeah, he yeah. Can, can barely there's, stay awake. There's, there's certain people that are in such good shape. It's like, oh, you've dedicated 90% of your mental energy into physical energy. Right. And you just don't, you haven't allocated it appropriately. My favorite part of this is Nam is working out. First of all, it looks cold out, right? Nam is working out to his right. Lola just decides to put a bikini on and soak in the tub. And she literally says, I'm posing for Nam right now, which is just like, it, it couldn't have been more blatant, but Nam has no blood, no brain cells. So he has no idea what's going on. Nam does not register that he's being flirted with. Meanwhile, Amber B is to his left tanning. Well, I swear it's got to be like 55 degrees outside. It's like if, if Nam is working out. Yeah. If Nam is working out, all of a sudden there's just like four girls in bikinis in a circle around him, just like pretending to be not showing off for Nam. Good for Nam. Nam, for uh, Nam. this has never happened before on the show. They're having the cocktails. And Lolo's like, when is Nam going to hit on me, basically? And, and the other two, are the, her two friends are like- I think it was Jay. Like, I think it was Jay. He's Jay, like, Jay's like- He's like, you've got to hit on Nam. You've actually got to be the pursuer. And Lolo's like, what? What do you mean? What? And he's basically like, look, Nam's a corpse. You, you have to like excavate the corpse out of the ground and hit on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really do. And I love, the, I love the way that she literally says this to Nam. And she's just- I don't know if her flirtation game, the subtlety is not part of her uh, love language. Let's just say that. She looks at herself in a bikini, points to her own body and goes, Nam, remember this is what's under the sweatpants. It's like not exactly the most subtle flirtation device I've ever seen. In my what life. do you, th- what's the age difference between these two in your opinion? Cause Lolo's 38. Nam passed away two years ago. So it's kind of unfair. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, do we count post posthumous? <laughs> like years? That was no, no, 21 three years ago before his body stopped he's been, breathing. He's been reanimated. Yeah, yeah. He's, the coronavirus reanimated Nam. You know, there's mutations of the coronavirus. It reanimated his dead body, and now he is he's in the. Is in the Nam house. 20, would you say 24? Oh, I, 25? I mean, 60? Like, how do you guess the age I, I, of somebody who's a I, He's somewhere between 20 and 40. And Lolo, we could find out with a quick Google because she was in the Olympics. Lolo's like 38. Years ago. I looked it up. But I just I just want to say that she looks amazing. She looks amazing. Lolo She's looks amazing. Not someone I would want to date for other reasons, but like she looks amazing. She looks great. She great. gives off some awesome, crazy vibes. First yes. of all, super aggressive with when she targets somebody she likes. That usually never works. Um, also to flirtatious to the point of like, you almost want a third person to intervene and be like, Hey, Lolo, keep some mystery to this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which I like, but she's also like, you get like, oh, I'm dating this new girl. Like, Oh really? Like I'm going to bring around the bar tonight, guys. You know what I mean? Like it's going to be a group hang. Right. You're like, okay. And then you bring Lolo over and like all of your friends see all the red flags, but all you see is just how beautiful she is. You know what I mean? And like, then afterwards, like, you're like, oh, guys, like, she's really fun and smart and great, and like, really, really smart and intelligent and kind. And then your friends get together when you're not in the conversation. They're like, she's crazy. She is crazy. We'll be talking about Lolo again when we talk about MVPs of this episode, which we forgot to do last episode. Leroy and Cam were the co MVPs of the last episode. So they have an ice challenge. 
everyone gangs up on Wes and Natalie, and it seemed like Wes was going to flip out at one point. He kind of half flipped out, but not totally. It was a pretty boring, confusing challenge. I, I thought it was not great. The only highlight or low light was Michi got a medical DQ. I always enjoy the oh, medical yeah. DQs. Oh yeah, we, we we had a nice. My arms DQ. aren't working anymore. I can't swim. <laughs> but like we had, didn't have a diagnosis there. Like like all right, yeah. we understand what happened. The result was that did he get hypothermia? Right. Did he get tired? Did they he never circled like, back. Like Lamar Jackson cramps. Like Michi. Like I need I need a I need follow up information. What happened to your body that made you act this way? I do we need was, Do we need Michelle oh. Tafoya as a sideline reporter? Yes, like I'm yes, I'm here yes. backstage. Uh, Michi does have hypothermia. Yes, Michi's in the locker room. He's in one of those uh, hot pocket bags. He has hypothermia because they never explained what exactly happened to Michi at all. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. So the challenge was not great. The ice challenge was not good. One thing I want to bring up about the ice challenge was Nicole, when she's like, do we have to carry the ice in the water, like 40 pound blocks of ice or whatever? She's like, do we have to carry the ice in the water? And someone had to explain to Nicole that frozen water actually floats. So you can just push it along. It's not a rock that will drop to the bottom that you then have to drag. It's true. And so, and they're like, a tough moment for Nicole. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know how like ice in like a glass of water, you could see the machinations going through her head. She's like, oh, I get it. Okay. All right. Nicole cool. was one of no, the losers no of this episode. Yeah. Between that and then <laughs> Devin describing her, just saying basically, I can't understand her. I, don't, I can't understand anything she says. And he described her as an incredibly fit infant. <laughs> Which is, I always have to say, you can be mean if you're funny. And yeah. I feel like that, that passed the, the, the funniness meter that she, you can be that mean. But it's also, you have to remember, Devin's in a house with like four English people with thick accents. Nam, who yeah. doesn't even speak English. And she's like, he's like, I can't understand the one from Staten Island. Like the, the, the ones from like Southern Britain, Northern Britain, whatever, whatever, yeah. UK. And Nam, who's like a beast master, he speaks like feral wolf. But no, 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 I, I can't understand the one from Staten Island. So cocktails... Also disappointing. I, I I gotta be honest. The lack of debauchery this year is beca- is becoming a concern. It's this is. Hey, 
this isn't just a competition. We want to see bad decisions. We want to see people falling for people they shouldn't. We want to see something happening in the backseat of the bus. This is the DNA of this show. And everybody's on their best behavior this year. I don't know if it's COVID. I don't know if it's something else. COVID. I don't like it, Jacoby. I hate it. It's COVID. It really mirrors like me yesterday trying to, because they have no more indoor dining in New York. So I was like, I was going to go home after work, and but my kids are there. So it's like not fun. Yeah. So I had lunch by myself. And it was like 35 degrees outside and windy. And I'm having like a hot toddy and some soup. And I'm having the worst time. It's just like, like you just can't have fun in a COVID environment. And basically they have like, a little greenhouse to the side of their own house, which is like supposed to be the nightclub. But guess what? Like it's, it's just, it's like a, a, it's a wing of, it's like my porch. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, 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 let's turn it up. Let's party. Let's go to the porch. Like just, you can't, if you're not on the bus, changing environments, mixing it up with the locals and ordering from bartenders and listening to music and they dub in other music later. Like it's just not, it's not the same. You're not going to get it. Was anyone intoxicated? The big mistake was not hiring three bartenders, a little like Wells and The Bachelor. Yeah. Um, that could interact, maybe Lolo yeah. Falls for Bachelor one of them. Bachelor Paradise. Wells yeah. is a big move. Remember before Wells, they had like a guy named Jorge or whatever his name was, right, Javier? Right. It was just like Wells is a great casting there. So it seemed like at one point, Nani was just going to be like, fuck it, I'm making a run at Fessy, but she's on her best behavior. Everyone's on their best behavior. I don't like it. Devin is the only one who's really emerged at, to fill the bananas, sarcasm, kind of social commentator role of yeah. the show. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of growing into it. I, I know bananas, if he's listening, would, would be upset to be compared to Devin yeah, and we anything. Apologize. Yeah. But um we, we, all right. we compared Fessy to CT and Devin to bananas. One other are. thing was uh just aside the deliberation. Joseph, Pilates Joseph completely fell apart. Had a really weird mix of a terrible political game, um overconfidence for no reason whatsoever. And just every decision he made, I thought was terrible. And then he's like, I want Wes. It's like, why do you want Wes? What did Wes do to you? Was, um, he was a disaster. It was like asking my seven-year-old son to cook dinner. You know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> what, what are, it's like, he understands the concept, like takes himself in the fridge and make it hot. But it's like, bro, like, why are you putting yourself in this? It makes no sense whatsoever. And Big T was rooting against him during the challenge. And then before he goes into the challenge, like if you didn't see the episode, I don't know why you're listening to this, but he's, he says he, he used to ride a motorcycle motocross and to keep his hands from cramping, he would lick mustard. So he brought mustard with him and licked mustard before he went in out of a tiny Tupperware. Like, I think, I think he might be a little not 100% with us. I think that's fair. He had Odd. a crazy look on his face before the challenge. Yeah, and he he wouldn't stop moving. You know, kind yeah, of like, like a UFC fighter before, like while Bruce Buffer's doing his thing. He just like was just nonstop motion. I'm just like, this guy's a little extra. And then his ring strategy in the in the big challenge was basically just to lie on the ground, which has yes. never worked in the history sit, of mankind. Sit on top of it, <laughs> yeah. he was just terrible. So long, Joseph. Uh, the other highlight from the deliberation was Wes bragged about being rich, which I love. I love, I love it does so that much. If when you're rich on the challenge, it's it's like you're medium, medium wealthy in real life. In the challenge, if you have four hundred thousand dollars in the you're bank, you're basically Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah, you really are. And he's like someone else brought up, and he's like, okay, so let's just circle back to the facts. A lot of facts were put out here. Number one fact: I'm rich, and I, it got a laugh out of me. It's so good. And, and then he also Wes in the same episode, good. in the same episode, he says he's never had a job in his life. I, and it's actually true. There's an intersection of those two circles where he's never had a job in his life, but he does have money. That's West, right in the middle of that. He was great. Right. Uh, 
Wait, wait, the you, one thing I have to mention. One thing I have to the mention. challenge itself was not good. The the, uh, the ring thing, whatever. Wait, Kyle puking afterwards was great, and I have a theory on that. Kyle, because sometimes when people think they're going to go in, like they'll kind of like mentally prepare and pack up their bag, and like yeah. Kyle didn't think he was going in, so he did some drinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he like and ate like a full meal, like he, like right before they win, he's like, "I'll have that third slice of pizza." You know what right. I mean? Like I'm safe, and it, that's what led to the puke. It wasn't physical exertion that like he was exhausted to the point where he like pushed his body too far. He definitely just had like a huge meal and was blindsided by going in. Yeah, that's why he was so mad because he was like, "What the fuck? I had like eight shots last night, and then <laughs> and then Fessy made me chicken nuggets at three thirty in the morning. What the hell? <laughs> How am no, I in? No, I'm in a wrestling match with a guy who just ate mustard." Kyle every year has grown on me. Oh yeah, you know I don't think he, he's not an NBA superstar, but he's definitely somebody that year after year you gain a little respect for him in the playoffs. We're like, man, this guy yeah. doesn't go down without it's a like, fight. It's like, it's like Shane Battier. I was Shane Battier. Shane Battier. <laughs> yeah, I can never Batier. Say Shane Battier. I would say Battier. Shane Battier on that Heat team. It's just like he's not one of the stars, but like he's 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 instrumental in making things happen. So he knocks out Pilatus Joseph. Calls out Fessy, which I loved because I was thinking the same thing. Like, hey, Fessy, fuck you. You yeah, never come so in here. Dumb. You suck. That was so dumb. Yeah. Um, and then does the infiltration, grabs Killer Cam. Love it. Uh, leading to Josh, my least favorite challenge person in a long time, just starting to whine. He's just, he activated, <laughs> just started fucking babbling and whining. He ends up with Nani. They're super happy because they're close. And then CT ends up with Big T. Mm. Which I guess we just what's their uh, like J Lo the Benefer when J- yeah, Affleck I, dated J Lo so it's like big C T Lily it's a little little awkward they have the same last name little awkward T squared you know, it's hard it's hard yeah yeah but I think that he I think C T picked big T or ends up he just ends up with her like right? he doesn't pick her but she's very well liked. By me and the house and me like she's just got a very very good personality someone you want to spend time with and be around. So I think that's going to help, but she's not helping him win a final. Um, TJ's final. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Levin. TJ's final. TJ's final. The music, TJ's I final. thought they slipped a little on the 80s stuff. They gave us some cure. They gave the cure early on. And I was like, oh, cool. I wonder like what's next. I, I wonder if they'll throw theme. a little Yaz, maybe a little the, the. No, that was it. That new was the sen- We got song. new sensation. New sensation. Yeah, it was the late 80s. I, I, li- I really liked when they were rooted in the early mid 80s. The These things are expensive, man. But, but I mean, if you remember like when... Dubstep was popular. We had like a whole three seasons of dubstep. I was like, oh God, he's not doing that anymore. Um, quickly, Amber B, Gabby, and uh, Amber M. I just need more from them from uh, a cocktail standpoint. Yeah. You're all rookies. Your Make rookies, some bad decisions. Go. And I go, think Liv, get, get Liv has the inner too. Liv has the inner too. Like rookie season. Yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah, let's mix it up a little bit. I really think that the lack, COVID is really hurt this. I'm so glad we did this. I'm glad we're here. Glad everyone's safe. I'm glad we're watching this. But COVID has hurt it. But while we only have so many minutes left, I want to turn my attention to the next time on because it looked pretty good. Yeah, let's do that. Well, let's go. Who won the episode? I think Kyle won episode two. Kyle, easily. It's not even close. It's not even close. Power rankings of the teams that are left. I'm going to just give you these four. CT and Big T, Wes and Natalie, Leroy and Casey, Fessy and Anissa. And I'll give you a fifth one. Kyle and Killer Cam. And then let's go Corey and Tori, too. Who do you have number one right now heading into episode three? Uh, Wes and Natalie. They're okay. just proven winners. They're proven winners. I've, I've, I have them number one. And then I've, I'm going to go with um, Corey and Tori, number two. We haven't heard much from them, but that we know they can both perform. And then uh, 
Definitely not CT and Big T. Na- Nam and Lolo, no. You're not afraid of Nam and Lolo at all? I'm afraid of Nam and Lolo, but I don't, wouldn't rank them high. <laughs> like, I'm just afraid of what could happen. To those two. Maybe they're perfect for each other. Maybe that's what Lolo needs, you know? Is, of course. Is a yeah. machine corpse? Yeah, yes. possible. All right. Uh, next, last thing, and then we'll go. Uh, predictions for episode three. Well, we get, in the next time on, we get them wrestling on a truck, which looks much better than swimming around with ice. But we have a Josh and CT altercation where Josh threatens CT to a physical fight. Mm. That I can't wait to talk to you about next week. I think that ends with Josh crying. No fight, Josh crying and being consoled outside by three girls. If, Josh, if, you continue to suck. FanDuel headlines on that, I would, I would hammer that right now. It guaranteed <laughs> to end with Josh crying. It's going to end with start with him being really aggressive and like, we don't want to fight. I'll mess you up, CT. Blah blah blah. And then ends with him like in Nani's arms, being like, "This is like when I was a kid, and I was got picked on." That's what's going to happen. You're right, absolutely. Well, and then the other thing, maybe Fessy's testicles will finally drop in episode three. Come on, Fessy, Please, you're going to be the next CT. Back Fessy, it up, buddy. Fessy, you had like an eighty percent chance of winning that, and you didn't go in. You're never going to get better than that. You messed up, Fessy. All right, you can hear Jacoby on on the Jalen and Jacoby podcast, which is also a television show on ESPN. We will be back Wednesday night after episode three. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Jacoby. You're my favorite, Bill. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.